From Optimized Health, this is the True Health Podcast, where we unlearn diet culture and personalize our health one tip and story at a time. My guest today is David McGuire, who has been in the fitness industry for over 20 years as an instructor, personal trainer, and nutrition consultant. His journey began with competitive gymnastics and professional ballet, but it has taken on many forms over the years, and he has also obtained several life coaching and neuroplasticity certifications. One of the things that makes David unique is his passion for connecting our internal wiring, our thought patterns, with how we move. In 2018, he completed his first yoga teacher training. His classes, training, and coaching use movement as the vehicle to really help others release self-judgment and open their arms to all pieces of who they are. He's currently teaching at Renew Yoga in Petaluma, California, as well as Sonoma Fit in Novato, California, and he also sees clients for personal training, wellness coaching, and private yoga sessions. Before we jump in, I have to give context that I was in one of David's classes um, about a week ago, and I was just so um, blown away and inspired and comfortable, and I just was like, this is somebody I have to talk to more. And so that's where this came from. So David, I am thrilled not to only to get to talk to you, but for other people to get to hear your perspective. So welcome. Thank you, Ethan. It was wonderful to to practice with you, to have you in that space and your energy and your charm and your life. And thank you so much for all of that. Of course. I'm glad we uh, made this happen. So how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. I've been looking forward to this all day. So I am, it's a beautiful day here in the Sonoma, Sonoma County. And uh, I'm thrilled to be here, really. I don't get any better than I am right now. I love it. So let's yeah. jump in, maybe just for background, for people who are unfamiliar with you, like tell us your origin story, a little about how you got into this space, where you're from, just kind of general background on yourself. Like you, fellow Ohioan, you know? No, you said that in the class. I, where in Ohio are you from? Youngstown, near Cleveland. My brother okay. still lives in Cleveland. Um, oh. You're Columbus? Columbus, yeah. I lived in Columbus for uh, many years. Did so, you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Columbus. I love Columbus. I do, too. I do, too. You know, Ohio people tend to be uh, very nice people. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how you're a good person if you're from Ohio. If you're from Ohio, you know, it's such a beautiful state. Yeah. So I'm I'm originally from Ohio. And then we've lived out here for about 30. So almost 30 years we've been in California. Wow. But I started in um, a thousand years ago uh, in high school in gymnastics. Mm. And that's where this whole movement thing started. I guess my mother said he bounces around the house too much. So <laughs> I, I ran track a little bit and that wasn't really, it was fun and hurdles were fun, but uh, gymnastics really kept my attention for a while. And I had a fantastic coach, did that for a long time, competed around all um, Northeastern Ohio and all that part of the country in mm. different meets and stuff. And that was fun. A lot of fun. Wow. And then the, um, the, the gym had rented out a side space to a woman to open a ballet studio. And our coach at the time, who was fantastic, he required us all to take a ballet class once a week as part of our training. Wow. And, you know, everybody, him, the, all the, the whole team was like, what? I'm not doing that. And uh, so we started doing it and I flipped over it. I fell in love with it. So uh, that slowly, I slowly 
got out of gymnastics and more into uh, ballet and uh, went to the University of Akron as a ballet major. Did that for a while with a, a major in marketing as well. And then uh, finished college and got into the management track mm. and did that for a long time. Uh, and the whole time, Ethan, I'd been into movement and ballet, been taking classes and kind of a gym rat, you know. And then uh, my last job in the corporate world I was in, I was involved in training new store managers. So if, if if anyone got hired in the company to run a store, they would spend some time with me. But I would go to them because we were in this huge expansion mode, and uh, there was a, so much travel involved, which was great. I loved the position, but the more I got into it, the more I, I traveled. It was just getting me further and further away from the physical part of my life. And I think we all might have, we all can relate to that space, those times and we're just, you know, not moving and we feel, you know, not ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I did uh, something I'd never done before. I just, I, I quit that job without a job mm. and so let's just see what happens. But my goal was to get back in shape, to get back whatever in shape meant to me, but to get back into movement, to get back into some type of consistency, working out, doing something. Yeah. I went to hire a personal trainer and I, I talked to a few of them and they're, they're fantastic. They were great. But then I, I remember thinking, you know, if I'm going to do this instead of hiring a personal trainer, why don't I become one? Mm. And so I did some investigation. I found a school in San Francisco on market street and uh, went and sat in on one of the classes. And the, uh, the instructor was a former kinesiology professor at a college so he was very hard nosed and very difficult and diligent and rough, but I love that. I love that. It was an intense program, but I uh, made it through that. And uh, this was going to be a side gig. Like I was going to just personal train as a side gig. And then it, it kind of grew a life of its own. And that's been my, 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 my life. I never looked back. You know? Wow. And it just kept evolving from there. And yeah. So, yeah. tell me about the process of quitting without another job. And so, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you can't quit until you know what the next gig is. And that's like common advice you get. But you having what sounds like this kind of some mix of curiosity and willingness to bet on yourself allows you to say, screw it, I'm going to give this a shot. Has that always been part of you? There's that expression, jump in the net will follow. Yeah. I, I believe that jump in the net will follow. And if, if, if something, my dad used to say something about, you know, if it, if it scares you lean into it, go into it. So, you know, I knew, I, I knew we weren't going to live in a cardboard box. I knew we'd be fine. And I just wanted to follow something else. I was in such a bad space physically and it was, the two are connected, you know, the, the, the physical and what we think and how we live. And it was just time. So it wasn't a big it wasn't a big, I was scared, but I knew I'd be fine. I, I really knew I'd be fine. And I hit it. I hit this training, the way the training was set up, you had, there was a classroom below the gym and we would spend some hours below going over all types of things. And then we'd go upstairs for two hours and train each other. So I love that about the program. There was automatically built in working out, mm -hmm. you know, so it was kind of mandatory. There's no way around it. And, uh, it was it was just fantastic for me and it, it it really it just grew a life of its own yeah client after client they just kept coming and 
I've been very, very, very fortunate. Grateful for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's great. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with that, so your movement routine and kind of background got away from you a bit with this sales job, it sounds like, or this, this mm -hmm. company you were working for. Mm -hmm. Um, do you remember, cause it's, I think for a lot of people and a lot of people that listen to this are in varying stages of their journeys, looking back on the version of yourself that was not moving and was really, it sounds like probably consumed with work and kind of in that hustle mode. Um, do you remember any of the connection? I'm always curious about this, like the emotional parts of yourself at that time. I find a lot of the time there are connections around we're maybe using work in that kind of workaholic mode to suppress feelings. And then we start moving to whatever extent we can and we just feel better. And maybe for somebody listening who is not in a movement pattern, maybe this is another way to look at it. Someone who doesn't have a movement routine and is kind of overwhelmed at the idea of getting into it, or maybe they have a demanding job, what would be a good place for that person to start and kind of see that even with busyness, even with a lot on my plate, there's some entry point for me? Well, there's always an entry point. So that person out there, uh, hire a trainer, <laughs> find a trainer. Maybe that would be one place I would look. The other thing is we would look at, if I was giving that person advice, I, I, I would say, what do you like to do? What do you love? What, what type of movement inspires you? And if they say, I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything. We would find something. We would find something walking, being outside. Maybe you are a gym person. Maybe this is a gym close to you. You know, the human body is designed to move. So what what can we do to get you moving? It's the hardest thing to do, but it's the most worthy thing to do. Mm. And then we'd look a little bit, Ethan, I think it, you know, what do you think about yourself? Like, what are your thoughts around yourself now? What's your current self-image? Or I ask this in class a lot before uh, before yoga class. What What's your relationship with yourself right now? How are you treating yourself right now? And I think that's really the, the in yoga, we call it the bija, the seed. I think that's the seed we look at. Like where, what is your relationship to yourself right now? Mm. And we go from there, but let's start small. Let's start with something really enjoyable and achievable. You know, you're not going to go out there and run five miles if you're not running now, but you can walk a quarter mile or you can walk a hill or you could do something that, that, that has you feel alive and, and with yourself yeah, and, and surround yourself with a lot of people encouraging you people who need to, who, who not need to, but people who would like to get started and don't know how claim it, tell it to a few of your friends. I'm going to start working out on this date and go, go. Yeah. So the goal really is, I think when we start this journey of wellness and fitness, the goal really is consistency first. You know, let's just get you consistent. You know, you, you've said, I read that something you wrote where the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door. Yeah. I always say that. That's one of my favorite, yeah, favorite things to say. Yeah. It's so true. much in your head. What, well, what are you thinking when you open that door? What are you thinking? You know, are you, are you, oh God, another workout. I hate it here. That's, that's not really fertile ground. You know, what are you, 
I'm grateful to be here. I'm going to do something fun today. I'm going to do something mild today. I feel really aggressive today. Whatever it is, you know, the, the gym holds no judgment. It's you. Yeah. And then I love to do this in, in a training environment with, with, with clients. I worked at a studio or a gym in the city for many, many years, Pacific Heights Health Club. I loved it there. And we had these beautiful big doors in the front. And before my clients would walk out those doors to go home, they would we would have a dialogue about um, being proud of themselves, not how tired they are, not how hard they worked, not how much they have to do now, because that's all going to come in anyway. But can we, with intention, stand there and say, look what you just did. Look mm. at what you just did. Look at how you moved, you know? Wow. So the people who 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 feel like, I don't know where to start, mm, start. I don't know what to tell you, start. You're yeah. your best motivator. Trainers help. You know, we're great for that. We're great for that. We'll structure it. I will make it as fun as possible for you. I'll watch you move. I'll see what you like. I'll see what exercises and movements light you up. What don't, what, what I'll just get an energetic feel for what you're doing. And then I'll match, I'll match a lot of the movements to that. And then why are we doing this? You know, what are you doing in your life that we can supplement? Are you a gardener? Do you, do you spend a lot of time with your grandchildren running that, running around and picking them up and, you know, what do you like to do? And how can we have movement hold hands with that? Mm, that's beautiful. Uh, we are very similar people. I love that your approach is around that. I mean, I think what you said is so true. Um, beyond the the um, heaviest weight in the gym is the front door. Another thing I often say is uh, the best workout is the one that you enjoy. Because I think a lot of the time people, especially in the larger landscape of kind of the wellness world that can be very overwhelming. I think there's a misconception that there is some magic workout that at all times somebody feels like I'm supposed to be doing this or my friend did this or I'm seeing this person on Instagram do this. And when you lose the joy element and you start exercising as punishment or feeling like you're supposed to or to beat yourself up or burn calories and the joy gets lost, you can't stay consistent. And like you just said, it ha consistency wins. It almost doesn't matter what form of movement as long as you're consistent. So I think that focus you just said around what you enjoy and like, how do you like to move? That's huge. All the other variables we can, we can monkey around with later. You know, intensity, time, what you're doing, what you're lifting, all of that will come later. Let's just get you in this pattern of movement, you know, you're 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 making me think of this um, equation where your your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, your actions create your results. So, what is your thought? What is your thought? That's where we start. We start there. Like, what do you think about yourself? You know, it's 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 not a form of self punishment. Nothing's going to grow from that. You know, I'm out of shape. I don't know where to start. Or I'm not a gym person. What's what's the feeling that comes from those thoughts? Despair, hopelessness, maybe a little bitterness. Nothing's going to really grow from that. But, you know, I'm designed to move. I can't wait to get started. I'm excited about this journey. I'm doing this today. I'm doing this today. Today I'm going. Let me just stay within the square of today. Mm. And then the feeling becomes a little more um, generative, a little more exciting. Yeah, as you build that momentum. Yeah. Yeah, all the rest will come, but let's just get you going and feeling really good about yourself. The body's designed to move, really. And yeah, let's just let's just get you going. 
really yeah. that's beautiful um to a similar point one of the things um and this is part of what we touched on in the past but part of what i noticed about your class and i was there with my friend jessica shout out to <laughs> jessica who i know will be listening um and we talked about this after event, which is you came in the room and it was like every stereotype or every um, intimidating feeling that someone would assume in a room like that. And it's so beautiful and it's this yoga class and it's heated and all of the assumptions that go with that mm. instantly were gone. And all of a sudden it was a bunch of people almost like kids playing around and it was amazing. And so you were like this like yoga wizard of Oz that just came in and pulled the curtain over the whole thing. And you're like, no, 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 we're just going to have fun today. And the whole tone of the room changes. So, um, you know, for me, which I'll share more, you know, that type of thing means so much in a space like that. But, um, can you just share more about that? Like bringing play and joy and fun to what can be intimidating and intense and people feel like they have to be very serious and just that dynamic. Well, I love that that was your experience. I yeah. love that. Cause that's, if I had a, uh, a style of teaching, I, I, I want that to be it. I want people to come in and, and just, your your mat holds no judgment and your you know a that space is amazing like you said that space is amazing and that community is amazing and and I, I i start every class pretty much the same way we we meet each other say hi to your neighbor so we have this community we're we're already so if someone's intimidated that's going to kind of break your walls down a little bit that i know this person next to me but it's it's really yoga can be if you want yoga to be this very intense, serious, physical thing, that's there for you. If you want yoga to be this deeply spiritual moving thing, that's there for you as well. Or it's anywhere in between. You know, this practice holds no uh, expectations or judgment. We just want you to come in. The practice just wants you to come in and love on yourself. And uh, there's a concept in yoga uh, that, that the practice must contain uh, sthira, which is the steadiness, and the sukha, which is the sweetness. So, so, so your practice should be consistent as much as it can possibly be, whatever that means to you. But then there has to be a joy element involved in it. And uh, I, my, my foot's much more in the joy camp, I would think, because it, it, it is fun. And side note, teaching yoga is my happy place, man. It is my happy place. <laughs> It is, if we all have uh, dharmas, I have found one of my dharmas and I'm mm -hmm. grateful for it. And that community, that space, that room, that that community, that, that you know, everyone who, who approaches that studio, no matter what they're carrying in their emotional backpack, just, just let us love on you. Let us love on you. Let us open you and soften you and you know, bring you home to yourself. That's the practice. And in, and in, in, in somewhere on that journey, I hope you, uh, I hope you, you smile a little bit. I hope you laugh a little bit because other, other than breathing on your mat, I think laughter is a really good element to bring into it. Yeah. yeah. We take ourselves so seriously. Yeah. And, and I think, I think a big 
theme of what you're saying, which I often talk about too, is looking at the larger kind of, whether you're talking about yoga or larger wellness industry, I believe a lot of it is tailored to make people feel inadequate. And when they feel like not enough, then there's this desperate desire to find like the quick fix or do the thing that's going to give the quickest result. And the prospect of have more playfulness and enjoy it and all the stuff you're talking about to somebody who's in that state of like, I need to, you know, lose weight or I need to do this or I need to get super fit can be a tough sell. It can be tough for that person to feel like, oh no, this isn't about having fun. This is about changing myself in some way. And so mm -hmm. I think the message you're sharing is what people need, but is often not there. Like it's it's pretty rare what you're talking about from a lot of people and instructors and primarily what you see online, I think for people. Um, but I also think that for example, my guess is people that take one of your classes and experience that like I did, it's an instant relief and it's like this oasis. And so I think more and more, it's important that people get this message in the fitness world in the wellness world. It's not about having a six pack. It's about being the version of yourself that you're meant to be right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, love that. I don't know that this any fitness but certainly yoga for sure yoga doesn't ask you to change anything yoga asks you to open your arms to yourself and accept yourself all pieces you're whole you're complete you're you know the only thing i say this in class a lot the only thing this practice asks of you the only thing is is to bask in your own glove to be with yourself to to think about your life and who you are and how you show up and literally give yourself goosebumps yeah, you know, to, to start from there, start from there. We, that's a much more mm, growth worthy space than anything that I need to change or fix, or I'm not doing enough, or you know, not a lot happens from there. Yeah, I love that. I um, I once was chatting with a good friend of mine who is a brilliant therapist. Um, and we were chatting, we were talking about people's kind of self esteem and how they view themselves and some of the stuff you're talking about. And we were talking about how so many people look for like what they refer to as this quick fix, right? And she was like, people don't need a quick fix. And I heard that and was assuming she was going to say, you know, they don't need a quick fix because it's all about consistency and it's all about, you know, this longer term approach. And she was like, no, people don't need a quick fix because they're not broken. Mm. <laughs> which, I love that. which is so true. Yeah. And, and, and uh, what if that was a mantra people said to themselves all the time, every morning, what if people woke up in the morning and said, I'm not broken or whatever your mantra yeah. want, want, wants it to be. If, if, if you started with a statement like, like that, I've had clients, we've done it at the gym many, many, many times they get a post-it and they write something on that post-it before, before we leave. And that's yeah. going to be on your mirror, this I am statement, this mantra that you will you know, mantra, the mantra, it means mind transcendence. A mantra is like, you know, it's like, Ethan, you go to the beach and you find this really fabulous piece of sea glass and you keep it in your pocket all day to remind yourself of your time at the beach. You know, you, you just kind of feel it in your pocket. A mantra is like that in your mind. It's this little thing in your mind that you say over and over and over again. 
And the, the, you know, the mind eventually might push back on it and say, that's not true. You don't work hard enough. You're blah, blah, blah. And that's what the mind does. It's okay. We yeah. see it, but we go, we go, we go deeper within ourselves to our heart space and the heart opens its arms and says, yeah, you are that you are extraordinary. You are worthy. You are working enough. Yeah. You are healing. You are healing every day. You're healing every day. You're on this journey, but see, there's a feeling around that. That's much more. There's more movement around that. That makes me want to move. Punishing myself, talking down to myself. It's never really been my jam. Yeah. So, um, I think that's beautiful. I think that's a great approach. And I think, um, especially in a space like yoga, I mean, I found that in all forms of kind of fitness, movement, wellness, there's their own kind of stereotypes that come with it. But one of the things I also wanted to touch on was making yoga as accessible as possible. And I don't, I don't necessarily mean accessible from, I think I mean accessible from a place of, I think yoga is something that a lot of people can be very easily intimidated by if they've never done it. Maybe in their head either, well, I'm not spiritual enough, I don't meditate, and and that and they think yoga is meditating, or I'm not flexible enough, I can't touch my toes, so I shouldn't be doing yoga. Or I think a lot of the time, honestly, people have a bit of a um, stereotype in their head or a, you know, I I don't have a man bun and love Trevor Hall, so I can't do yoga. <laughs> I don't have the like, chulu set coming off of me. <laughs> yeah. And so I think yoga is something that, because for me in the past, past versions of myself felt all of those things. And now I, it's something I love and it's part of my routine and I do it every week and I enjoy it. But initially I can relate to all of that. So started I in think, it though. what got you going in it? What, what, what got you on your mat your first time? I did yoga for the first time about a year and a half ago, two years ago. So it hasn't been that long. Um, and I've been on my own long several year journey um that has had many iterations to it i think the first you know what it is actually now that i think about this nobody's ever asked me that um when i look back at my kind of journey which was not just losing you know 130 pounds but it was much more i always describe it as like the transformation yes that is a physical manifestation but that's like a physical manifestation of lots of internal work. And when I look at something like yoga and I look at that whole process, every sort of chapter through the several years, there was something that I did that I thought I would never do. And I became kind of obsessed with the idea of surprising myself. I was just like, this is so fun. I'm going to go do this thing that I've always told myself I can't, and I'm going to be horrible at it. And that's okay. I don't care. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to be bad at it and being bad is fine. And at, you know, two years ago at, you know, now at this point I've done lots of fitness stuff and, you know, lost all this weight and all this, you know, run races and whatever. And then I was like, yoga, that's another thing on the list that I've always told myself was not for me. So screw it. Let's just go be bad at it. And it's fine. And that was Where did it. That come from? Where did that drive come from in you? Um, 
You know, I think for me, I like, wow, I'm answering all the questions. I like this. Turning. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Um, Look at what you've done. 130 pounds. Yeah. The things that's, that scare the scare you, you know? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, totally. I think, I think through that process, um, I became very comfortable with being in a situation that I felt out of place or I felt that this wasn't for me. You know, the first time I ever went to a gym, I was almost like crying before going in. I like thought I could never do it. Um, so I empathize and kind of come from that that space. And I think, honestly, I just like building any other habit. It's like the more you do anything, the more comfortable you are, whether it's a quote unquote good or bad thing. So I've gotten very used to being in situations that feel weird or uncomfortable and knowing I'll be fine and just kind of got used to it. Isn't somebody said this, I don't know who, but one of the secrets to life is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because that's really where it, it, it goes. There was a, a student who, a guy who came into class yesterday, I taught a class and he'd never taken yoga before. And I'd seen him in the gym many times and I kept pestering him. Like one of these days, you're going to be on your mat. And yesterday, just right, some random Sunday, he decides to show up and uh, he's never taken yoga before. And he's, you know, I could see it. I could see it. And I said, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to stay in the back. You're going to watch the front row. And when you get lost, because you're going to, when you get lost, I want you to do one and only one thing. I want you to laugh. I just want you to start to laugh. Let's wrap this whole experience in a little bit of humor. You know, and first yoga classes can be brutal. So I think headspaces can be really important, vital. So watch when you need to watch, stop when you need to stop and keep coming. It gets easy. It gets like anything, like you just said, it gets easier. And the just your mat, your mat, your mat, this, this, this rectangle. I say this a lot in class. Your mat is this space where you are more loving, more patient, more kind, more gentle with yourself than any place else in the world. It's the four corners of this mat. When you step on it, that's your headspace. There's no judgment here. There's no, there's no vigilance. There's no ripping. There's no, there's just breath. Just breathe and and do what you can do. And when you're frustrated, notice it. Oh, I'm frustrated right now. Stop when you need to stop. The, the let the practice do its job. The practice yoga has this way. It's a journey into who you are. It's like uncovering who, who, who am I when I'm getting really irritated? Who am I when I'm really frustrated? Who am I when I um, feel behind? Who am I? How do I respond? And yoga will ask you to, to well, first of all, return to your breath. Mm. Come back to your breath. Calm down. It's just yoga. You're going to be fine. Nobody's watching you. <laughs> You're going to be just fine. So he ended up having a really good class. And he uh, we we had talked about grace that day. We had talked about yoga being just this wrapped in endless, boundless grace for yourself. And I really think that's that's where we start. That's always where we start. Yeah. And the rest, but keep coming. Keep coming. You know, keep coming.
And if that experience determined what you did in your on your on your yoga journey, you'd probably never come back. So just just keep coming, keep showing up. Yeah, absolutely. And I I've I've experienced everything you said personally. Um where the beauty of yoga, which I haven't found in other modalities, even ones that I do more often than yoga personally. Um, you know, one of the beauties of yoga I've found is you truly, and it takes a while to really feel and know that everything you're saying is true. You have to go there and experience it. But the surprise that comes of being like, oh, I can stop and just lay on my back if I wanted to for 10 minutes and that's fine. That surprise and realizing that's true is the most amazing thing in the world because it removes the pressure that's sort of always been there in fitness for movement for most people. Hard to do. Hard to do for a lot of people. Yeah. They, don't want to they want to keep going. And I think stopping and slowing down is much more difficult for people and just wrapping yourself in grace. That's, that's hard ask, but beating myself up, standing here frustrated and angry, that's an easier landscape for most people to be on, unfortunately, but the practice will, will unfold as you keep coming and it will reveal to you that, Hey, guess what? You're extraordinary. You're extraordinary. Mm. You're a gift. You're a gift to the world. Keep coming. We're just moving. We're just playing with breath. Learn the poses. Go know the poses. The poses are neutral. The poses are just poses. Yeah. They're a blank sheet of paper. What do you throw on them? What do you, you know, the poses are questions. Who are you in this pose? Who are you? Can you maintain breath? Can you soften? Are you gripping? Are you not gripping? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really, I think, breath is such a great flashlight of awareness like who am i who am i now so yeah i love it i remember in in the class that we keep referring to that i took of yours recently i remember i forget exactly how you word it but we were doing something and you literally said you were like the poses don't matter we're here to breathe and check in with yourself like the poses are just bonus like don't think about it too much don't think and, about it too much and what was interesting though is i remember as we were doing it i remember like as you said it whatever pose it was in which felt for me very like funky and i was like i'm not you know immediately everything relaxed and i held the pose better when i like stopped caring about it you know which is a sort of <laughs> hidden uh gem of the whole thing you know, where, what the question is, where else can you do that in your life? You know, where, where can I take this practice off of my mat into my life? Where else in my life can I stop gripping and soften and let this situation just, just be wrapped in trust? I trust it. I trust what my path, I trust what's coming for me, but I love what you just described because it's kind of the we talked about at the beginning that this concept of, of stira, the steadiness, the step, which by the way, I looked this up, Ethan, the name Ethan means steady, strong, firm. Did you know that? Really? No. Yeah. So your name means steady, strong, steadfast. Wow. Really? You looked that up? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So idea. 
you've got stira, you've got the stira, you've got the steadiness, and then and then, the, then the the we balance that with the sukha, the sweetness, ease, mm. the bliss, what is dynamic, the, the the courage, the. So what you what you said your experience was on the mat, I think you found that you maybe, and this happens with a lot of people, I think that they're they're way in the in the gripping in the in the firmness of it all, and let's balance that out with relax a little bit relax a little bit yeah absolutely. don't get it if you don't get it perfect today big deal doesn't matter you're here the the i like this conversation because it, it gives us the opportunity to say you know the kryptonite to judgment and vigilance is gratitude i think one of them is gratitude so how can i like just standing in warrior two that's a big deal Look at what your body can do. Look at what your body can do. Yeah. You're, you're in community. You're in this beautiful space. You 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 you've carved out time to be here. That's no small feat. So can you feel the difference in that than gripping soften yeah. soften. Mm. Come home to yourself. Yeah. Let the practice lead you home to yourself. Yeah. That's all it wants to do really so so true and i i think back to a time several years ago um i guess this was technically before when i said two years ago i had done yoga kind of for the first time this was before that i was on vacation in arizona and my wife laura and i were at this resort and they had a you know yoga classes there and i remember thinking to myself like well i'm not back home like i'm on vacation there's no harm i'll just try it i don't know anybody here you know i'll just try it out and see what happens like i don't you know it's not for me. I'm not a yoga person, but I'll just try it out, whatever. And I remember um, a moment, I will never forget it. And it completely changed my entire relationship with my body, as dramatic as that sounds, um, because the the instructor in the class, and at this point, by the way, this was far before I um, was in the kind of mental state I'm in now. This was much more, several years ago, much more high intensity, you know, training for races and crushing it at the gym every day and very kind of uh, hardcore and too intense. And the teacher said something, I forget exactly how she worded it, but I remember this like moment where the shift was talking about how instead of constantly asking your body to do more and push more and achieve more and hustle more to look back at all the things your body's done and just be grateful for it. And I literally started like tearing up in the class. I'm looking over at Laura, my wife, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm crying in this yoga class that I never thought was for me. And it's just this shift that's made me like legitimately that moment shifted a lot for me as far as the pressure on myself and like really all of that comes back to this random yoga class um, on vacation several years ago. And I actually think that was a defining moment that shifted. I mean, now several years later for me, like a whole relationship with my body. That's amazing. I love, I love hearing that people the on your mat with consistency, it seems like the, the practice 
if you're dealing with something in your life, whether it's something exuberant or you know, joyful or just spectacular, or you're the other end, it's a little bit heavy for you. Your 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 mat. This practice brings it forward and asks you to look at it. Mm. Go down and look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look yeah. at what. Look at how. Like in your case, look at how far you've come. You know. Yeah. And how about how about for you when you look back? It sounds like you're career has had many shifts you've evolved the types of training and classes but what about you personally in your own body and in your own movement routines um how has your relationship evolved over time like did you always have this approach has this been new what was kind of old david like versus current david what is that what is that uh old as in past David, like past versions of yourself versus today. Like what has that transformation been like for you internally? Um, okay. Before we go there, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah. About what you said before. Please. You said, you said something about the mental state you're in now. Yeah. Curious what, 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 if you had to describe in a few sentences, Ethan, what is the mental state I'm in now? What, what would you say? Cause you're, you're so positive. You're so ready. You're, 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 you're like ready to spring into life. So what's your mm -hmm. mental state now? Thank you. I feel, um, I feel like I have access to the largest range of my emotions I've ever had. I feel like in the past, now we're going full therapy, but I feel like in the past, I feel like in the past, um, for lots of reasons, I was very, I was always the um, hustler, overachiever, leader, you know, doing all, all the things all the time, like very like high functioning mode. And I think I've gone through a series of revelations that was kind of like, okay, maybe I was using high achievement and work and all the praise that comes from that in exchange for accessing these softer parts of myself. And I think now I have this wider access and it's allowed me to kind of show up every day, just whoever I am that day. And I'm fully okay with that. There's something about radical acceptance here, you yeah. know, accepting all of ourselves. Really. And then you've taken it a step further and decided to share it with the world, to be of service, to take yeah. this, this mindset and be of service, which is spectacular. So yeah, thank you. World bows to you, Ethan. Yeah, I appreciate that. Trying. Um, you, you, you can say trying, but I'm going to say you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, you're welcome very much. Um, what was the question? Oh, uh, your own your own kind of evolution as it relates to not just like career and work, but like your own relationship with your body, with movement, kind of your approach towards everything. Has that evolved over time or have you always had this kind of sensibility? I've always been I I, I like being I've always been a little bit of a gym rat. Now, ha having said that, I, I also like this idea. In fact, I'm coming off of one now where events of your life knock you out of your lane. Like I went home for for Thanksgiving. We spent almost two weeks there and, and ate bad. And, you know, I didn't do anything but eat and visit and, you know, yeah. 
And then coming back, it takes a little momentum to get back into it. But I know I'm going to get back into it. And I think that's the skill right there for mm-hmm. like life is going to knock you out of your lane for sure. This, this happen again and again. The skill is, can you get back in? And when you get back in, can you say, hey, I'm here. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back here now. So I like lifting. I like being in the gym. I like shaking it up. I like doing all different types of movement. Um Honestly, if I if I don't, I start to go a little bit crazy. Yeah. yeah, I I think for sure in my case, and I think for most of us, the body is designed to move. It really is this this incredible machine, this this incredible thing that holds our spirit. It's designed to move, and you know, I knew I I was putting off going back to the gym. Like I'm going to do it at the perfect time. I'm going to go when it's, and I knew I was in trouble. The other day, I went to open up the half and half and it wouldn't open properly. So I just kind of tore it open and it looked like a dog chewed the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I knew if the half and half is pissing me off, dude, you got to get yourself back. <laughs> You're like, there's probably something going on here. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it just helps movement for me, lifting for me, being in the gym for me consistently. I'm pretty consistent about going and uh, it, it, it really just helps me, uh, manage the challenges the difficulties the the speed bumps of this human terrain much 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 easier yeah and it's nice that you can share that i think sometimes for people in your role there can feel or it can be almost like a pressure people assume that someone who's a trainer and a yoga instructor is just working out seven days a week and getting nine hours of sleep and drinking a hundred ounces of water and eating perfectly every day. Like it's nice and kind of humanizing when people realize that's not always the case. And you go home for Thanksgiving and eat what you want, just like everybody, you know, and like that, that's important for people to realize too. It's getting back. It's getting back is the skill that we're after. Just, can you get back? And then I have I, I have my yoga practice. There are there are many teachers that I just love. And so I I, I show up on my mat pretty consistently. Okay. Because I just love it so much. And it gives me the chance to uh I I might have said this in your class too, because I like to I like to promote being dramatic in movement and big and expressive. And I think that's my ballet days coming out because I think yoga can be really this dance with yourself. Yeah. Just moving through space and however yeah. you're moving. There's yeah. the way you're moving and it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's graceful and it's yours. So, yeah. so it's a mix. It sounds like of yoga and strength training. Those are kind of your main yeah. pieces of your routine. That's the, that's the, um, the strength training is, is, is really my time. I've got my, my hat on with my visor down and my earbuds in and I just it's my time to be with me it's an appointment for myself I used to write it in my book a lot like it was just when I was training and it was hard to keep a grip on this consistency of yourself I I would put my name in my book like it's my own session and that worked for a while I would schedule the time um so adding structure to it helps a lot yeah once we once we get someone structured or once I got myself structured, I felt like, OK, now I could say I'm going to go to the gym today sometime between this hour and this hour ish. And I know I'm going to be there and I'm going to show up the way I show up and do whatever I want to do. I start with fun stuff first, always. 
Do you in your own? Yeah, I'm curious. Like in your sessions for yourself, you start with fun stuff. Start with stuff. I start with stuff I really enjoy. I'm into rowing right now, so I like to row, and that'll change. I'll go into something else, or I'll start with throwing some weights around. But I usually start with things that I'm happy to be there for. Movements I like, big movements. I'm not a big. My poor clients, they don't get to sit down much. They really don't. I'm not a sit machine kind of trainer. I'm a whole body movement. Let's get you going. At the end, maybe we'll sit down, but probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. If if we spend any time at the end, and even with myself in my own workouts, I do with intention. Um, I'll tell you this weird thing I do, Ethan. When I leave the gym and I walk to my car in my head, I hear cheering mm. every time I'm cheering. Wow. I, well, sometimes I listen to, to live performances in my, and there's cheering in the background, you know, it's part of the performance. Yeah. And so I have that as a reference. So when I'm leaving the gym, I, I, I hear myself cheering for myself. Like I, I love it. that so much. I did it. I did it. I did it. And that, that's going to get me back in there. Not, I didn't work hard enough. I didn't work hard enough. I don't have enough. I'm really sore. I'm really tired. All that's going to come in anyway. But can we just with intention stop and say, dude, look what you just did. Look at what you just did. And that'll get you back in the gym. That'll get you back on your mat. You know, that'll get you. That's the garden of, of, of a lot. That's the garden of compassion and consistency and, you know, falling in love with yourself again. That's incredible. I love that. Um, <laughs> I have crazy. Huh? You know what though? Those little mindset tricks are everything. Like they really are. You have to do whatever it is that works for you, that gets you pumped, that gets you fired up, like motivate yourself. Absolutely. I've had a million times where I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym. And it's like 5 a.m. and I'm on YouTube looking at like Kobe Bryant motivational speeches to get pumped up. And I'm like, whatever, I'll take what I can get. Let's do it. You know, you got to take it wherever it comes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then once you're there, you're good. Once I'm there, I'm good. Once I'm in the door, it's those moments before. Yeah. I do a thousand other things, but I worked out yesterday. I'm pretty sore. All that narrative comes in. But once I override those I'm I'm pretty good. Mel Robbins, you've heard of Mel Robbins. She yeah, does yeah. she does the five, four, three, two, one. Yep. I, I I like that. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And once my tennis shoes are on and I, I'm 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 good. I'm going. Let's go. Yeah. That's so. beautiful. You just you just keep going. You just keep keep going and you you get a every workout, every practice, Ethan, I feel like is this little um it's this little dose. It's a little dose of coming back to yourself. It's a little, you like every time you step onto your mat, you get a little dose of falling in love with yourself again. Yeah. Every, every time. So it starts there. What's your relationship to yourself? How are you treating yourself these days? Yeah. It starts. Do you know you're worthy of this? Do you know that, 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 I don't know. I don't know. See yourself the way I've had clients write letters to themselves mm. about how amazing they are, you know, or who, or write, write a letter to yourself 
six months from now, after you've been doing something consistently and moving and you've had a few sweaty t-shirt days, write yourself a letter from that place. Because that person's there. They're in you. Saying, hello, my hand's up. Come on. Yeah. They're in you. They're in you. Come on. Come on. Let's 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 set them free. Absolutely. And I, I think what you're saying is so key is the mindset piece that can shift people from this place of, you know, okay, I need to become this other version of myself. It's like, no, 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 you need to reclaim the version that's already there. Like it's already there. You don't have to become some other person or some other thing. Like it's already there. It's just like dormant and we have to unlock it somehow. Somehow come home. My, one of my mentors, uh, Pamela Maldonado, who I just bow to a thousand times. She's the founder of Renew Yoga. Uh, she, she always talks about coming home to yourself. Exactly what you just said. You're already there. You're already there. Mm. Just, just get out of your own way. Come on. It's not going to be easy. No one's saying it's not going to be, you know, coasting downhill, but it's going to be worthy. It's going to be worthy and you're going to be amazed. You'll be amazed at how it affects all aspects of your life. Yeah. It's all this, this journey, this, 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 just having a relationship with yourself again, it really affects everything. It affects your relationship with others. It affects, it affects your work. It, it, it just, it, it, it really has a way of, um, expanding so true so true um i have one final question for you i feel like i could talk to you forever but i have one final question um you know we've covered so much ground we've talked through almost everything as it relates to movement and self-esteem and the view of yourself and play and joy and yoga and strength and your own background and all of the parts of this Last question is, how would you define true health? The first thing that comes to mind, I think it has very little to do with the external. I think it's all inside. I think it's coming home to your heart. I think it's opening your heart. Yeah. I think it's softening and opening and realizing that you're a gift. I think that's where it starts. I think it all starts inside. All the other stuff, all the external, you know, it's gonna be there, but can you can you be with yourself in a way that's soft and open and wrapped in endless, boundless grace? That's health for me. And then can you love? Can you go and love everybody? As never before. That's that to me is health in all ways. Can you can you love yourself and then go out and just be love bomb, be a love bomb to everybody? Mm. Mm. Absolutely. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you. Um, I said this in the beginning. I said this to you when we first spoke, but I'm truly just blown away by your whole approach and i think anybody who comes to one of your classes um sees the essence of who you are 
Ethan, I'm so grateful. And you as well, man, you as well. You've got a, man, you've got an energetic bubble around you that pulls people in. I've felt it a few times and we've only met a few times, but you yeah. walked, you walked into Renew and right away I'm like, oh my mm. potency around this one. Thank you. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for anybody listening, is there anywhere they should find you? Any events coming up? Website, Instagram, where can they find you or if they want more of David McGuire? Uh, email dmcguirefitness at mac.com, dmcguirefitness on Instagram. Um, reach out that way. We'll get going. However, however, I do a lot of stuff thanks to COVID. Uh, I do a lot of stuff virtual now, which is oh, really okay. Fantastic. Um, I never thought that would happen, but that's got that's grown a life of its own. And it's, as long as I can see you from head to toe, we're good to go. We're awesome. good. To go. And that works really well. Um, what else? Renew Yoga, the 22nd. We've got a solstice event coming up. December, solstice, time of rest, reflection going in. So that'll be exciting. That's on the website, renewyoga.com, something like that. So. Cool. And I'll put links and all your contact info in the episode notes for anybody listening. Um, great. Well, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate it. This has been awesome. You're fantastic, Ethan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.